What does it mean to be a vulnerable Christian man? Walking through life weak and powerless is not what Jesus had in mind for us. It's time to fight. It's time to get comfortable being uncomfortable. We are OB, Sean, Brandon, and Shane, and this is Hello the and Welcome to the Truth. Uncomfortable Truth. This is going to be a real moment. I think, you know, a lot of times we try to be as real as possible, but we don't divulge all the details um, of our lives just to, like, we've got families, we've got wives, we've got kids. Like, you want to protect some of, that, some of that stuff and not put that out in the world. But do you feel, do you feel overwhelmed? Do you feel like the world is too much for you? Yesterday... Uh, Courtney and I, my wife, were having a conversation, and uh, I was just telling her, like, I didn't say those words. I felt overwhelmed, but I said I had a moment today that I really enjoyed. I did something that was creative, and that's where I gained a lot of energy from. And there was about two hours that uh, I could just I put my phone I put my phone on Do Not Disturb, and I I made some videos and was really inspired and energized. You, you were fulfilled. Yeah. Uh, you got a lot of fulfillment out of out, Correct. Of, the, out of those two hours. And then I picked my phone back up, and I've got 30 notifications. And then again, immediately, I feel overwhelmed, anxious, overwhelmed. Yeah. Like, I cannot escape it. Can't get away. And it's not just the phone. It's not this device. It's what this device provides. It's the constant communication and always being on and almost like this level of expectation I have on myself to always be on. Mm-hmm. And it's not, you said it a minute ago, it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable. You know, Do you feel that way? Yeah. Do you feel that way? I certainly feel that way. Um, you know, and I don't, uh, I tend not to recognize it on my own. Uh, I tend to be, um, I, I, it, the Lord tends to have to hit me upside the head with a two by four mm. uh, to make me recognize it, and uh, he—I feel like he does that in a lot of, in a lot of different ways, um, you know. But at the end of the day, I—I I do not believe that we—we—we've talked in podcast in the past about eliminating hurry from our lives and and how it's difficult to. Uh, experience the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life and hear the hear the Holy Spirit, you know, speaking to you, uh, for you, you know, working in your life to feel to feel that. Yeah. Whenever you're so distracted and inundated with everything that is of the world and mm-hmm. and everything that our culture says that we should be focusing on, uh, you know the American dream, so to speak, which is, you know, we've all, you know, me, you, Brandon, Sean, I feel like have all uh, chased that, you know, mm-hmm. to some, to some degree or another. Right. And in our pursuit of that, we get laser focused on growing our business or growing whatever it is that's ultimately going to help us get to that worldly goal. Um, and we take our eyes off of the Lord. And, and when we do that, uh, sometimes it becomes, I feel like for me, it, it becomes such a obsession and such a, um, if I take my eyes off of it, I'm not going to get there fast enough, you know? And, and yeah. we try to, we try to control that situation to a point where it just becomes who we are. 
And and when it becomes who we are, that's when it gets to a point where it's unsustainable. There's no guarantees in life. And it'd be like, Dan Gum, I feel like what we're doing is have you ever built a card house? Like how hard is it to build a card house? And I'm doing it right now. It's very hard. It's very difficult to build a house made out of cards. Okay. That's what we're doing. Yeah. When we're setting these ideological things of like worldly worldly things that were, I can't even get the first layer going. This is ridiculous. Yeah. And it can all just be blown up just like that. Just with the, the wind blows slightly a different way or somebody walks by and, and uh, nicks it and it all falls apart. Even if you, all that, all that hard work that we've done. That's right. Yeah. We, we go on, uh, how about, how about, uh, the example of maybe going on, on vacation for a week and coming back to your business? Oh, bro, bro, I've done it back when we had lawn care business. Um, we still have it. We're working on selling it. But when I was heavily involved in the lawn care business and my lead guy was also gone at the same time, and then I we had planned a vacation at the same time, which was dumb, but I had a 10-day vacation, and I came home twice because it was falling apart. Falling apart. Just because somebody's presence wasn't there. In four days. Four dadgum days. Yeah. It's so frustrating, but this is life. <laughs> this is life. What are we putting what are what are we putting our value in? And Brandon, we were having this conversation off air and Brandon kind of drew out this little thing. But basically it boils down to what's on the forefront of our mind, right? So it's time for us to reframe. What do we do? How what do, do we, we do to re, how do we reframe? Yeah, how do we at, at the end of the day, uh, for me, it's it's putting the focus back where it should have always been. Yeah. Um, you know, where and where should it have always been? You know, I, mm-hmm. I think that the Bible teaches that the very first commandment in the Bible is that we should have no other gods but 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 God, but God. You know, there's only one God and and choosing to uh, idolize or, uh, you know, go after or put anything ahead of our relationship with God is the very first commandment in the Ten Commandments of the Bible. So if, the we, very first if we know that, if we know that, and, I've been, you know, I've been struggling for a while and trying to get these things under control, where find a balance, find a balance, and I say, well, a month or two, um, find the right perspective. But I know the answer. Why am I not doing it? Why am I not really making a concerted effort to reframe? I think it's uh, because of bad habits that we've created over the course of years and years and years and years of running businesses and doing what we feel like we think, what we think we have to do. Mm-hmm. We think we, uh, we think if we don't do it this way, it's going to fail. Yeah. We're, we're, we're going to, uh, because we've seen us have to come back after two days of being gone on a, what was supposed to be a 10 day vacation. And why are we so scared if something's going to fail? That's the question. 
That's what I'm trying to get. Like, yeah. I, I don't naturally get to these things. Yes. So the conversations help. Yeah. <laughs> Why are we so scared to fail in what, I, and realistically, this is being realistic for us. Yes. We're so scared to fail because by we, how the world views we're, success. We're, we're scared to fail because, one, we put too much emphasis on our identity in the okay. world. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and what and what the world thinks of Shane and Obi. Yeah. And two, we don't trust the one that provides. Yeah, if if failing worldly has nothing to do with our relationship with the Lord, then why why is it so such a devastating thought? And I think you just answered that. We put too much value on it. We put too much value on it. And uh and yeah, we we we're it's there's so many things. It, I think it. I think a lot of a lot of that value stems from pride. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it stems from you know how we think we're supposed to provide. Uh, I think it stems from a. For me, I'm I'm willing to admit that it stems from a lack of trust from the one who provides the ultimate provision in my life. Uh, you know, I feel like I've got to control these things and therefore I'm not allowing the one who actually controls these things Mm -hmm. to do his work. Yeah. For all of us, it boils down to that. Are you in that situation? And I'm talking to the camera of like, Obi and I are, we're being real, real here. Um, are you in that situation where you're not trusting in God with everything that you have and your family and your life? And like, if we think if we think, if I think that I have to go out and I have to do these things to support my family, and God's like, you don't have to. Like, your family's going to be supported. Look how, look how I provide for the birds. Right, yeah. You know. Day to day, man. <laughs> day to day. <laughs> what, what makes Lord. you think that I wouldn't provide for you so much more? Yeah. Uh, I love you, you know, and, and the birds have food every day. There was a time where I got, I I may have talked about this. I got fired from a job back in 2000. My third son was about to be born. 2016, 14. 14. 14. Yeah, 2014. It's January 5th. Uh, I walked into a meeting. That three months before, I very, like, it's one of the times in my life that we, you and I have had just had this conversation, like, how do you discern God's words to you? When you're at a crossroads. When you're at a crossroads. I very vividly know that God was telling me, hey, dude, it's time It's time for you to go. October of 2013, put your two weeks notice in. And uh, we had already started the lawn care business, but it was very small, and we were going to transition into that. And, and I kept telling, I kept telling God, Hey, October, we're rolling into the winter. This is not like I'm not going to be able to feed my family. And uh, so I'm just going to wait. And God, I'm going to wait until March. You got it, dude? Okay. And I walked into a meeting January 5th and was let go from that position. My wife was seven months pregnant. She actually still worked at the place that I got fired from. Really a difficult deal. And we hadn't established our lawn care business. But do you know what? We trusted in God. 
And I think that was God saying, okay, if you're not going to do it, like maybe this time I'm just going to show you that I'm going to take care of you. And this would be a, this was a cornerstone moment in my life. Um, we didn't miss a meal. Family didn't miss a meal. We didn't miss a payment on our house or I think we had one vehicle payment at the time. At the time we didn't have a whole lot of debt, but you know, we didn't have a lot of money. And the Lord 100% took care of us, even through, even through the place that had just fired me. Right. Because my wife was still working there. Yeah. And they were, like, the Lord worked enough, and they were gracious enough to give us, they gave me a month's salary. I haven't really talked about that much, but they gave me a month's salary when I left. Yeah. Um, and, and we... And we worry. Yeah, we think that if I don't do this, then we're not going to have this or make this in order to buy this or feed our family. At the basis of what we need, what is that? If we're talk, if we're just talking about finances, what is the basis of what we need and what do we actually get and what's the difference there? The problem is, is that the world tells us that we, we don't amount to much if all we have is the base, the basis. Yeah. You know, we've got to have more. We've got to have the house on the hill. We've got to have the nice vehicle. We've got to have the stacked bank account. We've got to have the, uh, the perception of success. It's, it's, it's why the average, you know, household in America has $30,000 worth of credit card debt. It's why, um, Facebook and every social media outlet out there, all they do is focus on the highlights of everyone's life. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it's a world epidemic. <laughs> United <laughs> um, States. Yes. It's a, it's a United States epidemic of, uh, we have to have this certain status in order to be looked upon as successful. We know we don't believe that, but that stuff still gets in there. Yeah. Um, it yeah. gets in there and our pride gets in there too. When people, when I talk to people that come back from mission trips, every time, man, the third world countries, man, just the joy. These people have nothing and they are a thousand times more joyful than we are. What does that say? Is that when we have nothing, we rely more on the Lord and the little things that we have, we're grateful for. Yeah. Exactly. If it's, you didn't have something to eat for lunch today, yeah, and somebody came and said, Shane, Obi, can I take you to lunch? Literally, I could not eat before. Now, because of somebody's willingness to help, I can eat now. How much joy would that give you? An immense amount of joy. Yeah. It's 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 so it's it's so neat to unpack it. It is. Um, you know because. You know, when you're unpacking these things, uh, you you get to the solution. And mm. and the solution, just like Brandon has circled on our whiteboard that you guys can't see, it's God. It, it, he's at the center of it. And, and it takes unpacking all the crap, all the distractions, all the, all the stuff of this world that we get that we, again, we get inundated with and, and we can't escape because it's in, it's intertwined into every aspect of our lives. Mm -hmm. But when we can take the blinders off and we can take 
and, and, and actually get to the root of it, God's at the root. He's at the center of it. Yeah. He, he's the he's the solution. He just wants us to be still and spend time with him so that he can unpack it for us. That's right. Like, let me show you the way. Son, daughter, sit with me. Let me show you the way. Listen, pray, like meditate on my word. Those things. We are, guys, if you don't think you're in a battle every day, then we're, we're lying to ourselves. It's like the battle for your mind is intense right now at this moment. And what you're thinking about, whether it's like viewed as destructive or not, if our mind is not focused on the Lord, then we're losing the battle. Yeah, and I would just leave, I would, I would kind of close with, you know, and you hear this stuff, and, and you think, yeah, maybe that's just a, a, a Christian idea. But um, these, these worldly things, you think, you think they're going to bring you joy. You know, you think that if I have, an, if, I, if I've got enough money where I'm not living paycheck to paycheck, I'm going to have more peace in my life. You know, and, and you think, I'm going to, if, if I've got this business operating at a more sustainable level, I'm going to experience more peace. I'm going to sleep better. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be more joyful. And that's just not true. It, it's if we ju- find it's, ourselves it's, it's, making it's a lie. those, yeah, it's a lie. If we find ourselves making those if-then statements to get the joy, if the if is other anything other than God, <laughs> if I do this with God, if I have a relationship with Him, it's a lie. It'll never, it's, it'll never sustain. It's not the truth. It's not sustainable. The, the truth is, Jesus. If if you want to experience, and the Bible talks about this all throughout the Bible, and and it and, and we get so wayward, we get so mm-hmm. we get so misstepped. But the truth is, if we desire to experience an ultimate joyful experience, and we desire to experience an a ultimate like peaceful experience in our lives, and we want to get true rest, we have to embrace and seek a relationship with God. And we have to have him at the forefront of everything that we do. And and that's the only place that it's going to come from. Everything else is going to fade. It's all going to fade. Um, and it, it, it's, it takes us a long time to get there. Amen. <laughs> we'll close there. Yeah. Uh, real moments with Obi and Shane on the Uncomfortable Truth. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, help us reach more people for Jesus. Hit those buttons at the bottom. Go kick the day in the face. Catch you on the next one.